Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is the Mike Caldas Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025 or 1-800-771-1025. This is the first celebrity of the year. Right. This is uh, Carly Simon will be joining us on the show. Carly Simon has done, uh, she's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. She was married to James Taylor. I knew that. And and I believe uh, that she has a ridiculous battle with stage fright. Probably not the best profession to go into then. No, it's either that or stand-up comedy, I think, would be worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anytime you have to stand up in front of, uh, you know, a dozen or more people and perform, it's ridiculous. Like, Rob's been doing stand-up comedy. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And I've been watching some of his videos. He's very comfortable up there. Not very funny, but very comfortable up there. Hmm. I can't imagine. You should have stage fright. Yeah, I can't imagine being uh, having stage fright and having to do anything where you where you just open yourself up to criticism in front of other people. Right. I remember, like, even when I was a kid, I didn't even want to give like book reports. You know, like oh, in front I of did. The class I wanted all that attention. I didn't. Uh, I like to do other stuff and be funny, but I didn't like to do anything that they wanted me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Carly Simons had a long career. She wrote a book. I did not know her who her father was, her famous father. We'll get right into that because she is on the hotline. Let's welcome to the show for the very first time. This is Carly Simon. Carly, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, it is a pleasure to speak with you. Carly Simons got a book out, a memoir, uh, Boys in the Trees. Every review I read, everybody said how they keep using the word naked to describe it because you really get in there and reveal a lot of feelings. That's got to be hard to write down and, and read. Yes, but uh, once I decided I was going to do it, I kept that in mind. I kept that in mind. There's no reason to, there's no need to do it unless you're going to be completely naked because it, it, it involves that. Otherwise, you could be almost anybody, but what makes you singularly you is the specific details. What was the hardest thing to write about? The hardest thing to write about, I guess, was my father in some of his last days and, um, the recognition of, of what what it was that was making him so sick that actually led to his death. And it was also hard to write some scenes from my marriage, from my first marriage, um, some some of the more uh, debilitating moments in our in our romance that that because uh, you have to relive it all over. You have to go through the whole thing again emotionally and try to connect with what you were feeling at that time in order to put out an honest memoir. That's right. It's it's yes, you you do you do have to get as close in there as you possibly can be because otherwise all you are is just writing down the words on a computer but if you're if you if, if you're going in with your feelings it's just it's 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 a whole different set of rules on a lighter note i've uh, i've been reading a lot of reviews about the book and there are so many things about you that i had no idea for starters I had no idea your uh, your father was Simon and Schuster Simon. Like, how how does that elude me all these years? Well, it's not the first thing that I I mean in the interviews that I have done over the years. I guess I didn't talk about my childhood as much as I as I did. Certainly, I I, I had more chance to spread out and talk about it in the book because I had done a whole lot of research about my father and and about the very 
awful way Simon and Schuster sort of moved him to the top, right? And then and then moved him to the next floor above the top, which is called out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I had done a lot of research about him through just going through archives, and um, so it, you know, part of writing this book really had had to do with the research beforehand. Uh, I so I didn't know that much about my background. Yeah, so you were able to at least enjoy that portion of it. Um, I, I know that you uh, have sung with your son, Ben, correct? You have a duet song with him? Yeah. Is there a yeah. better transference of love than to be able to work on a piece of art like that with a child? I have two young kids, and I can't wait till they're old enough to do something like that with one of them. Well, I've, I've, I've been so lucky to be able to do it for so long with both of them because they're both musicians. Both Sally and Ben are wonderful artists, and and especially singers and players. And our voices, you know, blend perfectly well. We almost sound as if we're, you know, singing the same word, the same way because we've articulated words in the same, you know, the same way it was when I was singing with my sister. We just we talk alike, and therefore we sing alike. Our our syllables are pronounced similarly. When you have a famous parent who does something, why in the world? We talked to Colin Hanks a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Michael Jordan's son tries to play basketball. If you are the uh, son or daughter of two famous musicians, I would almost say don't ever even try to do it. But from a parent's point of view, I guess you encourage that. No, you, I mean from a parent's point of view, I I didn't I didn't really care what they what they became as long as they 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 wanted to do whatever it was that they wanted to do. And for a first for period at first Ben really resisted going into music he he um was very serious about about farming about organic farming farming <laughs> yeah did you let him know hey just to give you a heads up you're already rich <laughs> no <laughs> I, that wasn't my that wasn't my idea my my idea of course and his father's idea too was that whatever the kids excelled at and what they seem to be happy about, you know, they certainly didn't have to go into the family business. That's great. The day my son comes to me with overalls and says, I think I've figured it out. I go, oh, <laughs> we, we got problems. Uh, we're talking to Carly what Simon. Is, what does he want to be? All right. He's only nine right now. He wants to fight in the UFC, which I'd be pretty good with, I think. But fine, maybe a farmer. You never know. He wants to be a fight? He wants to fight. fight. He wants to be like a professional fighter. Like mixed martial arts. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. Oh, so he must be. Pretty young then. He's what nine or ten. He's nine, and uh, he's he's pretty much thinks that his job is to beat me up first, and then everybody else after that. Oh, that kind of fighter, of course. Yeah. Well, have you given him boxing gloves yet? No, I bought myself a cup though the other day. So <laughs> if I ever want to have more kids, he got him some handcuffs yeah. so he doesn't hit him anymore. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, and I know everybody asked you about the "Your Sylvain" song, but when I was a kid, my mother loved the song. I knew all the words probably by the time I was six years old. And I was more, everybody was talking about who you're writing about, and I was more concerned with how you got clouds in your coffee. I could not, when you're a kid, oh, you don't get any of the poetic lines, you don't understand anything. And I I have to say, it was probably until I was in my teens where I went, oh, clouds in my coffee, I can get, like, all my life. But now, I remember, am I wrong, or did you reveal that to Howard Stern one day and said who that was? Um, Howard would have had to have told you that. I remember you. I remember you being on the show, and I remember you whispering it in his ear. And I remember from that point on me thinking it was David Geffen. And then now I'm reading 
that uh, you were talking more about it, and it's become a conglomerate of Mick Jagger and Beatty and Geffen and a bunch of other people. And I don't know if I if I remember that wrong or if that really happened. Well, I, I do remember whispering something in, into Howard Stern's ear, and and I think I I think it probably was a part of the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, in your mind. Sorry, I can't it, yeah, it, in my mind, what? In your mind, it was uh, not specifically about one uh, one person, I would imagine, but who claims it? Who claims it the most? Oh, definitely Warren. Yeah. He, he, uh, I, w- I would think about that time that he probably deserved, but then everybody, I remember when I was a kid, everybody thought it was Mick Jagger, that that was the role. And, and you got to look out at the guy who claims it is probably the guy who really deserves it. <laughs> of course. I mean, Mick, you know, it wasn't about Mick because I I had um, I would never ask the person that was about to sing on the record with me, and he did sing on the record with me. That's his voice in the background. That would be interesting though if you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, trick him right into that. Uh, you also <laughs> in your book. These women are such tricksters, right? <laughs> well, I'm saying, what better way, especially in the '70s, to show a uh, a vain guy like that and make him sing on his own record that we're insulting <laughs> him about. Uh, Carly Simon's got a book, Boys in the Trees, a memoir. What I'm very interested in reading about, which I have not yet, is uh, your bout with, with stage fright. When, how, what, at what age does that kick in for you? I, as, as a six-year-old, really when I started to learn to speak, I also developed a very bad stammer. And all during high school and, and into college, well into college, I could hardly speak at all or at least it was very it was it was an embarrassment to speak because um when i was in front of others that's what made the stammer start so in other words i could be alone in my room and i would speak and, and i'd speak just fine so it wasn't something that was it was something that was brought upon by the by a self-consciousness and so because it was so bad in school I knew a lot of answers which I couldn't answer because the te- because the teacher would ask and we were supposed to raise our hands and I just couldn't get the words out. Mm. So if I had my hand raised, then they'd call on me and I couldn't I couldn't say the first sound. And so I just developed it. so so the spotlight on me was always a bad thing because it always meant I was going to have to answer a question. So great idea to go into performing. Well, I didn't want to do that either, frankly. Yeah. So that was something that I was. That, that I was tempted into by my love of music because I got the opportunity to open for Cat Stevens. Wow. And I tried to, I tried to say no, and then the, um, the head of my record company, Jack Holzman, said, what would it do to get you to, to open, for, open for Cat Stevens? And I said, well, you'd have to get my favorite drummer, Russ Kunkel, to play with me. And I knew that that was a tricky way of getting out of it because I happened to know James Taylor, who was an, another big, big favorite, you know, singer of mine, was on tour. And who was he on tour with? But Russ Kunkel, his drummer. So I knew that by asking Russ, I was not in a dangerous position. What I did not know is that James was on a motorcycle that day and and had an accident, breaking both his arms and legs, freeing up Russ Kunkel. Kunkel is free. <laughs> Time to sing. So the next day, Jack Jack Holzman called me up and said, "Well, we got Russ Kunkel. When do rehearsals start?" <laughs> so he called my he called my bluff, and I lost. And so therefore, I had to go on stage. And I and and of course, once on stage, and then I had a record that was climbing up the charts. So i I shouldn't have I shouldn't have uh, tempted fate so much if I really hadn't if I'd really been that serious about not wanting to be on stage. Well, but thank- it's just true. I still still don't like it. 
Yeah, but things things work out for a reason. You still don't like it. You still you still fear when you go out there. Yeah. Wow. It, it's 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 you know because I think so many years of being afraid of being in the spotlight for one reason and another. This this reason being afraid to answer the question. Just you know, just led a pathway to to my brain where the neurons just wouldn't quit. You know, I mean, I've even done. I I sometimes try to hypnotize hypnotize myself before I go on stage, and that and that often helps. So, well, you know, there's something to you know. If I just continue to work those neurons into a different path, I'd probably be fine. You you never know it. It's it's a it's a great performance. Sound great. Has has great appeal. You look fantastic. This is Carly Simon. The book is called Boys in the Trees: A Memoir. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you. Good luck with the book, and uh, I hope everything goes great. Thanks a lot. Nice to talk to you in Tampa. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Great. Thanks a lot. Bye, Pumpkin. There you go. The great Carly Simon. Super sexy, I think. Didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, and it goes to my theory of people with that have a large mouth are excellent singers. Yeah. She's probably a great kisser. Uh, didn't Just you, like Steven Tyler. Did you say before that you thought it was clowns in my coffee? No. No, no. That may have been Drew. Maybe Drew said something about that line. Clouds well. in my coffee. I couldn't understand why right. an adult was had how she got clouds in her coffee. And Until I, you, you know, had coffee kid. and then put some cream in yeah, it. Yeah, it's clouds. So her and James Taylor have a son named Ben. Mm-hmm. And Ben wanted to learn a, Ben the farmer, wanted to learn a different language. I think he wanted to learn Russian. Okay. Or Mandarin, maybe. A really difficult language. So they hired... A, I'm sure Rob could Google this at some point. They hired a tutor, a personal tutor, so that he could learn the language. And uh, the tutor was Mira Sorvino. Oh, really? The daughter of Paul Sorvino, who's an actress now on her own. Yeah. And she says, when you find out that you're going to tutor the son of James Taylor and Carly Simon, you think, well, that's pretty exciting. And then, uh, you know, that the kid's probably a nerd. He's looking to learn this language and take private lessons. And she said when he came downstairs, he was the best-looking parts of both of them. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. She said she'd never seen a better-looking person in her life. Uh, there you go. Carly Simon, Boys in the Trees, a memoir. She was very nice. Usually yeah. you get somebody that uh, is that serious in her career, they're kind of bitchy, and she wasn't at all. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.